Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are Anchor Moms. Welcome to this week's edition of Anchor Moms, the podcast. So glad you're here with us. So we have some cool stuff to talk about this week. Um, But we want to start because Liesl and Bennett are both about to turn one. Crazy. Um, And Bennett is your daughter. Oh, sorry. Yes, Bennett is mine. Liesl is Ingrid's. Liesl is my daughter. Um, but remember a year ago when we were about to have these children? Oof. Yes. And how different our experiences were, for one. Very because different. Ingrid has had some tough labors, I would say. Well, so have you. Well, my first was a little bit tough. But, you know, it's funny. Uh, so I had to have a C-section with Ray, and then every other kid was a C-section. Talk about easy breezy, guys. Oh, really? I don't know. I, Sounds, I mean, I am so scared yeah, at the thought like of a, having a C-section. That's oh, really? a surgery. Yeah. Well, oh, that's funny. So um, I did not want to have one at first, but then once I had one and then had a second kid so close together, I was like, C-sections for life in the C-section yeah. club. Um, <laughs> like stick a sign for yeah. that or something? C-section yeah. for life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... So, but the nice thing is, especially with Bennett, you know, you pick the date. Yeah, you that's pick the nice. time. You know what's gonna happen. You know when mm-hmm. it's gonna happen. And then you're, you know, I was like, okay, we're gonna do this thing at eleven. By eleven forty-five, we're gonna have a baby. Yeah, I mean, it takes. It's, it's very scheduled. I mean, it is a little, you know. But I feel like, especially once you've done it three times, you gotta know the routine. I don't know, like being rolled into an like. An oh, operating room, yeah. and like, don't they just like take out your organs and like set them on the side, and then oh, take out the baby, do. and then like put them back true? in? They like move stuff around. I think. Oh yeah, they definitely do. You know, but you know, obviously, you don't, you can't see any of it. The curtains up and all of that. The worst part is they do like they like basically burn your skin, oh, and you, you can, can smell, smell it. it. That's what? the worst part. Yeah, you can smell it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I just would not do well with the idea. Like, I'm going to go to bed on a Monday night, and Tuesday morning I'm having major surgery to have a kid. Like, I would not be able to sleep But what's the night. alternative? Like, then you go to bed and you're like, oh, I might have a baby tomorrow. Yeah. And it might take me 10 hours right. or 20 hours. Yeah. Exactly. You I mean, know? I guess neither are good options. Yeah, yeah. It's all labor, right? <laughs> right, right. But Lisa at least was easier than Hartman was. Yeah, well, with Hartman, it was – both kids were late, like, by a week plus. And Hartman, it was, like, day eight, finally I started – having contractions and stuff but anyways long story short it was like a 34-hour labor and it I had to push for like four hours it was awful 
And then with Liesl, she just came a lot faster. But I actually was induced with her on day eight mm-hmm. as well. Which So it was kind of funny. It's kind of similar to you because I knew the, the date. Right, right. They're like, we're going to do it on Friday at mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. And it was a different feeling. But it was actually, I was a lot... I was a lot more calm, probably because it was the second round, too, but also mm-hmm. because I knew, like, I was going to have a baby today. Yes. Um, and she came significantly faster, so that was hmm. good. But still much, you know, much better this year than last year, I would say, for both of us. Yeah, wow. Yeah. As we approached the one-year birthday for these mm-hmm. little babies. Which is exciting. And That's also, exciting. we should mention, Katie had a nice labor. You guys don't oh, like yeah, my labor story lab. because... I love your labor story. No, like you don't like dream it. Labor you don't story. like it. No, well, I, we're I, jealous. I, of we're just jealous story. of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like basically coughed, and it was like, "Oops, here's well, tiny baby river." I mean, it, well, I don't think it went quite like that. <laughs> but listen, listen. They were listening to Into the Mystic. Yeah, no, Van Morrison. You were telling, and, and, and you were like flipping through a magazine. Yeah, you yes. were like listening, watching, uh, listen, looking at a Cosmopolitan or whatever. Uh, it was yeah. people. Oh, I'm first sorry. of all, uh, I, I, just, I don't <laughs> read that trash. I don't read that trash <laughs> while I'm giving a having birth to a baby. Right. Yeah. I will um, never forget though. You were you were a little bit. I mean, everybody's nervous about labor with their first. And we came to see you in the hospital, and you were like, "Yeah, I mean, it really wasn't that bad." And I'm like, "Who ever says that ever well, about I, labor?" It was so built up. I mean, if you yeah, well, had a baby, yeah, yeah, it's so built up in your head that it's going to be. I mean, and you watch all those TV shows and movies mm-hmm, where people mm-hmm. are like, you know screaming and there's dramatic music and I that was not I mean listen uh, I I wouldn't like I don't want to do it tomorrow like it wasn't like I don't want you know it wasn't wasn't that pleasant yeah Yeah, but I mean um it was it was a lot easier than what I expected and I feel like I was hashtag blessed on this one uh oh my well this is my I was not there but I feel like I'm, I can pretend oh. like I was there. Okay. And this is how I picture it. Okay. You're in the, you're in the room. Yeah. Brian is like, has his feet propped up. Yep. And he's reading a magazine. Yes. And he's like sipping uh, like a Bloody Mary. And Katie is in the bed and she's also sipping, uh, flipping through a magazine. She's not sipping anything because she's giving birth. Yeah. Um, and Into the Mystic is playing. And right. you guys are like, hmm, what should we do later on today? And then it's like, whoop. Oh. Right. Look how sweet River is. Oh, my God. I was, like, throwing up. I had, like, the shakes. It was, like, it was awful. Katie's is, like, dream labor. I know. Well, and now I should never have a second child because, of course, after talking about all of this, Mm -hmm. I will be jinxed and I will have the most horrific labor known to man. Well, let's hope not. Now River's going to be an only child for that. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) From the news desk. Um, So our first article of the day is something that I want to – like um, plaster on my fridge oh. so I can see it every day because I just think this is has a lot of really good information on in it. Um, it's called Why Are Kids Impatient, Bored, Friendless, and Entitled? And it's from DeepRoots.com. Um, and we do, by the way, link all of these in, uh, in the episode notes. So um, I think every mom should read this. I think it's just, I don't know, very, very appropriate for right now in the world we live in. Um, one of the things that I highlighted was Talking about we can make the brain stronger or weaker. Um, You know, I think that we kind of sometimes forget that our kids are at such a vulnerable age. And so this article kind of walks through a lot of those things. And, you know, we're talking about how how to raise them, how much they're on technology, screen time, all those types of things. So here are some of the the points that they bring up. Kids, some of the the issues, I guess, of, of kids these days. Kids get everything they want when they want it. Which I think is definitely I'm true. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm thirsty. Limited social interaction, yes. Um, endless fun, kids and technology, and kids rule the world. 
So basically, it's talking about kind of how different society is these days and how we're raising our kids and all of the ways that we kind of just give them what they want and kind of make them so entitled. It's just, it's one of those things that I really think we should be consciously try to fight because it's so easy to slip down this path, right? Yeah, like so... For like one of my favorites is um, train delayed gratification. So that thing that kids do that drives you nuts is, mommy, I want a bar. Mommy, I want an apple, whatever it is. No. And then when you say no, what do they do? They flip yes, out, right? Yes. It's and like lose it. It's like the end of the world. So mm-hmm. it's teaching kids that they don't get what they want immediately. Mm-hmm. And that's a skill that you're going to take with you throughout your entire lifetime. So it's like these things that that they're doing and that you're supposed to teach them as kids can really, like you're saying, kind of change their brain as they're Mm -hmm. developing, which is like a lot of pressure. I know. It's like a lot of pressure. But also I'm glad that there's articles like this that give some tips on how, like what to look for and what to do. I read this article and I was like, oh, this is like overwhelming. How do you institute all of this? Like, I mean, you know, like – you know, talks about don't give your kid a, uh, a screen when they're in the car and they're complaining. I mean, has this person ever been in the car with a screaming child for 30 minutes? I mean, that's I mean, just yeah. – I love all of these ideas, but I just think to implement every single one of these is well, just – I mean, this these parents must be saints if they can do it. Well, I, agree. I, I, think, yeah. I think the point is that you just – should have these things in the back of your mind, be aware of them, be conscious of them, and try to do what you can. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. We're not going to be perfect, and we're not, not going to, like, never give, our, give right. our kids a screen and all those things. But I think that there's some good tips and some things we should just keep in mind. Um, one of the things that I, I – and I see this now, you know, and think about back on my childhood, you know – it's okay to be bored. I know. We should be bored. Our, our kids, and some of the times that, and I will say this, there have been a couple times recently where I'm, like, on the verge of losing it. I'm trying to, like, get the dishes done or something, and the kids are being crazy, and I'm so tempted to turn the TV on. Yes. And if I don't, I find that those are the moments. If I get can get over that hump of, like, mm-hmm. they're about to throw a, a fit and lose it, somehow, magically, like, five minutes later, they are in, like, the most creative zone. They've, like, you know, they're in a car going to the beach, and they're playing, and they're coming up with all these things. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank goodness I didn't turn the TV on mm. because we would have missed this 30 minutes of, like, imaginative, creative, amazing playtime. But it's so hard to get over that hump and not – you know what I mean? And they so, – and they – they came up with that, oh, right? Yeah. So these are like yeah. original thoughts. Like they mm-hmm. had to sit around and think, like, what could I do to keep myself busy right. instead of having a mom or dad force something on them and tell right. them what to do, right. and give them these. I things. mean, I totally feel guilty sometimes in the afternoons when I'm trying to cook dinner, or I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I just have laundry to fold, or I have to go about my life, and poor River is following me around. You know, not you know, because it's just her. So I mean, she doesn't have right, a sibling right. to play right. with, and I like actually legitimately feel guilty. And I will, you know, like should we go to a park? Can we go outside? What can mm-hmm. we do? And I'm uh, what I like is they sort of absolve you of the, this article absolves mm-hmm. you of feeling guilty. It's okay if your kid is is bored and is toddling around and just hanging out while you're doing laundry or mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Sitting there watching you cook, feeling bored, right? Well, it's, that's okay. And there's a reason kids have mini kitchenettes set right, toy right. things. So when you're making dinner, like, okay, like, River, you can make dinner too. Like, right. mm-hmm. you know, or I, just, I pull out my actual pots and pans, like, on the floor and give them, like, pasta, dried pasta, you know, so, like, Harmon can make dinner oh, while I'm idea. making dinner. Like, mm-hmm. give them these, and they're, in, and they're also learning these types of skills 
as well, like folding laundry. Like, mm-hmm. I'll have Hartman, you know, help me put away his laundry sometimes, and he does an awful job at it. But, you know, it, I can right, still, right. like, kind of get things done. Mm-hmm. He makes more of a mess, but I'm, like, on the side trying to, like, do things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um well, yeah. I thought one of the things that I highlighted in this article, and I thought, you know, it's like one of those things that you know it, but seeing it in print really made sense. So um, the article says, the brain is just like a muscle that is mm. trainable and retrainable. If you want your child to be able to ride a bike, you teach him biking skills. If you want your child to be able to wait, you need to teach that child patience. If you want your child to be socialized, you need to teach him social skills. So it's kind of like, again, like you would teach River how to ride a bike or you mm-hmm. would teach her to do multiplicate, you know, do addition or multiplication when she becomes older. So you should also teach her these other skills, right? Yeah. Like what to do when you're bored, how to how to wait, how to, you know. Eat your vegetables. Eat your vegetables. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <sighs> what are the but other... it's so much easier said than done. Like right? I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. I read this like, article and I was like. Like, yeah. Like, is this person a parent? Because I'm just not sure. Yeah. Like, no crap. Of course, like, I want my kid to eat broccoli. You right. think I don't want him to eat broccoli? You think I haven't tried a million times? Right. Yes, I understand it's important to get him to eat broccoli. I've tried. Like, right. yeah. Yes, well, of course I want I'll my child trying. to be. Yeah, I want my child to be patient. But also, like, I don't want to be driven crazy in line at the DMV. Well, so mm-hmm. here's here's my cell phone, you know? Like, here's yeah, my iPhone. But I Sorry. Think, I think we just have to... I think it's less about, like, the day-to-day um, when we're failing and when we're winning, but just the overall, like, intentions Picture. of what we're trying to teach them, right? Yeah, and, and I think we're I think we good with that, right? Right? Um, um, I think we're great moms. Okay. Look, good. I think if anyone's trying, we're doing great. Right. Hey, that's a good point. <laughs> Is this an trying. A for effort situation? Yes. Okay. No, I, I mean, there's no, there's no right or wrong. There's no, you know, like we just have to do our best. And I think being aware of articles and information like this and just being conscious of I'm not just going to like automatically give my kid a phone well, as soon as things start to go down, you know, don't and know. Like, and like how, what I do, Katie, is like because I'm with my kids all afternoon too, is like, like if, and I know the weather forecast, like for example, if it's like Tuesday and Wednesday, I know are going to be nice days. Those days, I know like we're going to go to the park, but yes. I'm going to make dinner the other days and you're going to be inside in your playroom playing with the same toys you played with for a year. Right. And that's just going to be, and I like, I have to say that's okay in my head to not yeah. feel guilty. So I like kind of a lot, like mm-hmm. this is the day mm-hmm. I'm doing something. This is the day I'm not like I'm cooking right. a dinner. It's mm-hmm. going to take me four hours right. because you're here. Right. You know what I mean? Just kind of like make, giving your... Saying it's okay to yourself makes sure. you feel better about these decisions. And I think I think it's all about balance too, right? Like I I find that I have to space out. Like we have planned activities, and then we have times when we're just at home and mommy and dad are getting things done, and you guys are just playing. Like yeah. you just kind of have. To, I, I think it's too. You know, you can't do do crazy great outings to the museum and hikes and blah 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 all the time. You right. know, you have to like kind of just one space time it a week. out. Like we're gonna do this one. We're doing right. on like a Tuesday, and the other days like I'm not gonna feel like bad Chuck E. Cheese. Like go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast right there. Behind the scenes. Woo! Behind the scenes in um, a newsroom is something uh, a lot of folks probably have never experienced. It probably is a good thing that they've never yeah. experienced yeah. Um, because it, I, it's... Crazy. Kind of like unfiltered, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's a great a great word. We have an open layout, and mm-hmm. we also have very open conversations. Yeah. Everything is just kind of like yelled out, and it, it it didn't really occur to me that this was weird until I talked to my husband and people not in the news business that like, what you talk about that at work? Oh my gosh, talk about everything at work. We talk yeah. about everything. That's like, why this I know podcast my coworkers is like, like natural. 
favorite fast food places. Mm-hmm. You know, we just, the, the, there's like a, always like a running conversation in the newsroom. Now, if you're really slammed under deadline and, and have to work, you can like put headphones on or just not listen. But, mm-hmm. Or just not make eye contact, right? Right. People right, know. Right. Yeah. Well, we also have edit bays, which we are in an edit bay right now. Um, but and, even so, and we can still hear newsroom conversations and well, the scanner yeah. and the phones ringing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a crazy and, atmosphere. And we're just used to it. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing is, you know, whereas in most workplaces, maybe some of the things would be taboo. Like, we have to talk about. Right. Crazy crimes. Awful crimes, too. That Awful you're, crimes. That you're, like, yelling across the newsroom. And, and oftentimes it's, like, breaking news. You know, right. like, mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a murder on, you know, Grove Street, blah, blah, blah. And someone's, you know. And then it's funny the reaction that we have to things. If you said that in a, in another business environment, they'd be like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? And we're like, all right, I'll get the live truck ready. Like, yeah, let's yeah. go. Like, if you get into this news mentality mm-hmm. of, um, I mean, you know, obviously we're sympathetic and empathetic to people, but at the same time, you have to mm-hmm. do your job. Mm-hmm. And the way we respond to things is completely different than how other people would. Right. But you have to. I mean, that's how you do your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise you'd just be paralyzed and you wouldn't be able to, to work. Testing, testing, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And other news. And speaking of yelling, this brings us to our ah, next yeah. <laughs> to our next news story, which um, is something that we may all feel better about parenting oh, after gosh. we listen to this article. It says, yes, it is okay to yell at your kids if it's done the right way. Oh. So this is from CNN, um, and yes, yelling, I'm quoting here, yes, yelling can be used as a weapon and a dangerous one at that. Research shows that verbal abuse can, in, in extreme situations, be as psychologically damaging as physical abuse. But yelling can also be used as a tool, one that lets parents release a little steam and sometimes gets kids to listen. So what they're saying here is the da- the difference between dangerous yelling and normal human getting upset yelling is a matter of content and intention. So that's the key here in this whole article is kind of how you're yelling and why you're yelling and not the yelling itself. So the volume of one's voice matters less than the message being sent. That being said, you know, I've met people in my life that I am just like, I think I'm just talking to them and they're like, stop yelling. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, so my level of yelling is much higher. (laughs) It maybe is, but like my bar for yelling is so much higher than some people's. Um, and that's something else they talk about in this article. So, and I, I, I think we're just, I'm just a loud family. Like I came from a, you know, family of four kids and, you know, my mom is like her normal levels, just like loud, but we're never mean or like mad at each other. It's just like constant, like kind of like screaming around the house. And that's kind of just like ingrained in you. And that and it literally fun. says, yeah, that, sounds, it literally, right. it literally says, no, but I mean, like, like we're like, all, like a very close family. Like we love each other so much. Like it's, but it's never been like an issue with the, the, the volume of it. Um, it says the first, I like this article because it tells you how you can yell. So if you feel guilty about yelling at your kids and you're like, I should probably not yell so much, read this article because it tells you how you're allowed to do it basically <laughs> like, and not feel guilty pass, about it. Yeah. Uh, it says how to yell. The first rule of yelling is to refrain from critique while doing it, which I think this oh. is kind of an obvious thing. Yeah. You know, get your shoes on is okay, but it's like. Don't be so slow about putting your shoes on. You're so slow. That's not what you're allowed to do, which I think clearly, like, none of us would say that anyways. Mm-mm. But make it clear that you're frustrated with the behavior and not the child itself. Yeah. Um, and then there's a couple other rules here. Um, one of the things that I liked that kind of also gave us another pass, nearly all typical, reasonably good enough parents <laughs> will have toxic explosions once in a while. Yeah. 
For sure. So it's okay, guys. If you break down and yell a little bit. Oh. <laughs> It's all right. Here's what Karen's not saying is that she we frequently say that she is the loudest mm-hmm. during this podcast. That's true too. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a yeller. I don't want to yell. I'm not yelling, guys. Yeah, I'm she's just not loud. yelling. No, but we also say you're the nicest, so that goes to my point, right? There you the go. The volume does not. Did we say that she's the nicest? I don't know if we've said that. Um, something else I wanted to say here, one of the rules here, toddlers are unlikely to understand yes. the substance of the yell mm-hmm. and will only absorb the frustration. So this is annoying, though. Yelling at this age group isn't likely to get them to do something right. quicker. Darn oh, it. That's why so they actually don't it is a waste. I, uh, I yelled at River yesterday in the car. Oh, yeah. I did. She yeah. was driving me crazy. We were picking up our groceries. Mm-hmm. And she she just is not great in the car in her car seat. Sometimes no. she's okay and sometimes she isn't. And yesterday she was, I mean, this is literally a 10-minute drive. She was crying and crying and crying. And she was totally fine. And I was like, River, knock it off. You're driving me crazy. What did you do? She kept crying and crying and crying. And then Mm -hmm. I got out of her car seat. And I was like, Mom, I'm sorry for yelling at you. I just, that's really frustrating, River, when you cry like that. And I don't think she understood a dang word that I said about it. No, she maybe did. I did feel bad about yelling at her. I don't want to, I don't like yelling. Well, and the other thing this article talks about, which I personally feel like is very applicable in my particular family, is some kids respond to it and some kids don't. I was thinking of Ella Ray and Henry when I read that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Ella Ray, I mean, if I raise my voice at all, she just loses it. I'm so sorry, Mom. Like, just loses it. And Henry, I could yell it all day and he'd still be doing it. And it doesn't impact him whatsoever. Yeah. So I guess it's a doing. case by case uh, basis or like a totally child by child basis. But yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, this next story is near and dear to my heart um, because it actually made me laugh out loud when I was um, reading it. Um, the title is People Always Running Late Are Happier and Healthier. This is from Creative Healthy Family. Are you the type of person who is never on time? Well, here are some good here's some good news for you. People always running late are happier and healthier according to a recent Harvard study. Ooh. If Harvard is saying it, it must be true. Gotta be real. Um so basically the gist of this article is that people who run late um, are both more optimistic and unrealistic, and this affects their perception of time. They really believe they can go for a run, pick up their clothes at the dry cleaners, buy groceries, and drop off the kids at school all in an hour. Yeah, right. Ridiculous, right? Um, But it also says, and this is one of the things that I found interesting, um, people who are running late are often operating with a sense of calm. And according to a paper from the Harvard Medical School, that's quite possibly adding years, guys, to their lives. Mm. In fact, even holding for other predictors of health, in other words, like if you have a history of heart disease or whatever, doesn't matter. Research has found that an optimistic outlook early in life can predict better health and a lower rate of death during follow-up periods of 15 to 40 years. I don't know. Do you believe that? Yes. Uh, So, listen... I hate being late. Mm. But now I'm always late because I feel like once you have a child, it's You're pretty much late. over. It's over. I agree. And I, but are, do we just like this article because we feel like it makes us look better? No. Like because you can be like, it's okay that we're late. We're really happy, optimistic No, people. but so here's the thing is even while I'm running late, I don't have like a sense of calm or a no, sense of, that's I'm not point. optimistic. Yeah. I'm like, Argh! Like, I have a head, a tension headache. I'm, yeah. like, flying around. Yeah, so, so, I'm yelling. Yeah, so, that's why I'm saying I don't I don't believe that, that these people who are so running late are, are operating with a She doesn't of, believe Harvard. Who are operating Silly with a sense Harvard. of calm. Well, some yeah. people are, I Right, suppose. maybe some people. But were you like this before you had kids? Were you always late before you had kids? 
I don't think I'm always. I don't think I'm. Ha- I think I'm the same. I mean, I think I just. Really? I think I'm just wow. more stressed trying to get there now. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been like a super like early person, but I'm not late. I'm always like I'm there on time. Like I'm. It's like it's like nine thirty. I'm there. It's I'm not there at nine twenty. I am there at nine thirty. Basically, with kids and before. I feel like I was always on time and like. No, I shouldn't say always, but I really wanted to be on time and I was. A punctual person, and then after I had kids, everything changed, and I'm now I'm always late. Yeah, and nothing and irritates me more than people who are late. By the way, even though you're one of them, yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. Uh, recently, and so you guys, ha- well, I guess you're really in the same boat. But um, I, so I, it's funny the way my life is right now. I am mornings are crazy. I'm usually late dropping my kids off to preschool, which hence I'm usually late at work. I hope my boss is not listening. You are like a couple minutes. Barely late. But then, as soon as I get done with work, I then have to rush home, and I'm always like the last parent to pick them up from preschool. Yeah. And they're always like, "We're the last ones here, mom." And I'm like, "I know. I'm sorry. There was traffic." So anyway, so I have like no wiggle room. I have no wiggle room. Right. It's not your fault. I, I, I have no like on either end. I like. Literally, you guys, I screeched into work this morning on zero gas know, with my light on. Yeah, like, no, no, no. I don't have time to stop for gas. No, no, what am no, I supposed no, to put that no in? Time. So, <laughs> recently, I I don't even know why, but for some reason, Gregory, I guess, was picking up all the kids or maybe didn't have to work or something. In any case, I got done at 5 o'clock, and I didn't have to rush to get all of the children. And so I went to Target. <gasps> what was that like? Oh, that sounds really nice. You guys, it was like... I'd gone to the Caribbean for the night. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. I was on vacation. I, 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 it was the weirdest thing. And I actually had to go to get something, you know, so I'm not even just like hanging out, shopping sure. around. I had like an errand to yeah, run. Yeah, yeah. But still, I, I got to the store and I was like, huh, I didn't have to like rush out. Yeah. You know, rush out of my car and like run in the store like I'm always doing. I get in the store and I'm like, huh. I can stop and look at the jewelry section for a second. That's a bad place to have extra time. It's all hard. I but know. Yeah. Literally. So the funny thing was, so I did all that. I got my errands run. I got everything taken care of. Got the toilet paper, whatever else. And I get back in the car and I was like, "Wow, that was like the best time. I was so relaxed. I feel like I'm on vacation. This is amazing." I look. I got home, back to my house. It had been an hour. Oh. Uh-oh. I was gone for only an hour. Only an hour. Your and Caribbean vacation like, just It felt like an I, had, hour. I had been gone for days. Yeah. So because I just be... felt so different because I wasn't rushed. Save money on vacations. Just go to Target. Solution. Anyway. Uh, but wait, I just got to read this other. The, the okay. other line in this article that makes me laugh is, um, rather than ask, why is my friend always late? Try asking, why am I always on time? Mm. That's deep, Katie. That's deep. deep. Why am I always on time? Because I'm you're worried about how other people perceive you. perceive you. Now, I do think I do think that if you're late, you're kind of being selfish. Let's be real, because you're holding other people up for your own reasons. Uh, I I kind of agree. There are people in my family circle who we tell a different time. Same. You know, mm. like it's actually at 11:30, and I tell them 11. I have friends who mm. I do that with. Like, where if we're eating meeting, is it us? Dinner, it's not you guys. Well, we're in the news business, so we're pretty punctual. Yeah, it's not you guys, but you know, if dinner is at seven, we tell them at 6:30, and then they inevitably come at 7:15. Yeah. Mm. But they're probably happier. In fact, one half of this couple definitely is super optimistic and, like, loves life and, yeah. I want to know how to be happier and more optimistic because I'm already always running late. 
So why don't we just accept that we're going to be late and okay. be okay with That's it? What That's the problem. Yeah. The problem is we are not okay with it. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. we should just become okay with being late and not worry about mm. how it affects others. Hmm. We, we need to be we'll selfish. We need to be more selfish. Yes. Let's work on it. Win of the week. Okay, so I have a win of the week that is going to surprise you both. Oh, no. I love these. What is it? You're pregnant with twins. You're pregnant with triplets. We want somebody to be pregnant with twins. Yeah, that's always no, our guess. I'm not pregnant with twins. Okay. Let's get that or triplets. No. Okay. No. None of, pregnant with nothing. With okay. nobody. Nobody. Okay. Nobody's right. pregnant here. Okay. Okay, moving on. Thank God. Um, so, <laughs> you guys know that you are the fashionable ones. <laughs> you are the, oh, I know what this is. the, um... What is this? You are the ones who always look nice. You are the ones who actually, like, take care of yourselves and always look amazing. And I'm the one who, like, maybe doesn't, you know, wash my hair and Mm -hmm. pluck my eyebrows and put Mm -hmm. on makeup very well and wears clothes from five years ago. Right. Whatever. So this is going to be a shocker. We won't argue with any of that. Yeah, right. True, true, true. This is going to be a shocker. Yesterday, I wore my own, bought and wore and applied... My own fake eyelashes. Was this for the noon show? I totally saw a picture and Wait. I was like, is Karen wearing mm-hmm. fake eyelashes? Because mm-hmm. they look great. Mm-hmm. What? Ingrid mm-hmm. has a story. Please tell, can I please yes, tell yes, the other story? This, this, this is a win plus a fail. Oh. Because I'm in the makeup room putting on my makeup with Karen. I was filling in on the noon show, so we were both getting ready for yeah, the noon show together. The noon show, mm-hmm. pumping, whatever. And Karen's like, oh, I got these fake eyelashes. I was like, oh my God, Karen, I can't believe you got these. She puts them on. She goes, how do they look? <laughs> this is Ingrid's face right here. Like, deer in headlights, like, I'm like, oh, gosh. That's, like, the like, worst face Ingrid's ever given me. It was, like, me. a long pause. because was I was a very like, long I pause. Knew you were, well, I knew you were excited about them. And, and I was like, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, there's just something off. And then it took me a second. I said, oh, you have them on backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like the they like naturally like the they longer, were like flipping this way. No, not that oh, bad. No, no, no. Oh, oh. Not, <laughs> not okay. that bad. But like okay. you know, the long end supposed to be on yeah, the side, yeah, the yeah, corner yeah. of your eyes. It was yeah. like they were long. The they were like long inside, uh-huh. and I was like, that look, they look funny. I was like, oh, this is what happened. So She's did like, you oh. change them? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was just really funny because she was so excited, and I had to like bring her down. I was like, ah, oh, Karen. Yeah, yeah Ingrid's face. But it was <laughs> it was because you know I this is like crazy for me to to were buy. they the magnetic ones? Or yeah. No? So they so anyway yeah they're mag- okay. the magnetic ones so they're okay. super easy and it was funny too because earlier in the day I had them on my desk and another coworker came up and was like oh my gosh are these yours are you trying to wear magnetic eyelashes like what and so then I was showing several people how easy it is and I'm like what? when like where are we in like some like alternate galaxy that I'm Eyelash tutorials? Makeup tutorials. Well, here. all I have to say is but. I bought some magnetic ones and I can't figure them out. No, I will show you. So yeah, I'm going to buy you. the ones that you got and you show me how to do them. And then I mean, that's they were be like, like a first. $13. Like well, not... let's post it for people if they want to get this. We will. Um, Did you get them at Target during your Caribbean vacation? <laughs> no, I got them at the drugstore. But um, anyway, I thought that was a huge win that with Ingrid's help, Mm-hmm. Yep. After a lot of time and effort, I got the fake eyelashes on. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. That really means a lot. I mean, pretty big, pretty big uh, turnabout for me there. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another <laughs> glorious episode of Anger Moms. Uh, we hope that you give us a rating and review um, and tell your friends about us, too. All of our fashion tips. All oh, of our some about. you may want, some you may not I don't want. know if we're like the fashion podcast for people, but. Yeah, probably not. It's just our opinions. Okay. So if you like us, you might like these things. Maybe. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye, guys.
Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 How long is that? Oh.